This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence, your 803 Tea Time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville, Edwin Watts Golf, Truly Nolan and Critter Control, French Lick Resort Casino, and Lexington Parks and Recreation. Also sponsored by Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, and Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Backspin Golf, 803 Tea Time at the Square Country Club in downtown Lexington. Boy, the fairways are running fast with all this heat and the fact that they're asphalt. Anyway, what a show coming up. What a show. Three great guests, as are my guests every week. Bob Harrig will join me, one of our very very best golf journalists. Dave Shedlosky, another of our very best golf journalists. And then a great conversation with my buddy Brendan Sweeney from French Lick Resort. We're going to talk some incredible things going on there, but also history of my favorite resort anywhere. And that's French Lick. So... How about we just get going? Here we go. I always say this anytime I get a chance to talk with Bob Harrick. It's not often that we get to learn things from people that we admire greatly and respect. And every time I speak with Bob Harrick, I say that because every time I do, that's what I mean. And there is a lot he's got to explain to me because I don't get it. I just don't get it. Hello, Bob Harrig. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thanks, Matthew. Good. Uh, of course, the legendary Bob Harrig, who I love, covers golf for Sports Illustrated. That's uh, a very humble way of talking about yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, you are in Atlanta. Is that correct? Yes, I am. I'm, I am here. Uh, last event of the season. Um, not not uh, anywhere near the end of, uh, of of golf for the year, however. But uh, the FedEx season's coming to an end on Sunday. Well, I think I've mentioned this to you before. I I don't know what I'm going to do now because you know back in October after six holes when they start putting up who's leading in the FedEx Cup race. What do I do now? I mean, Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup is over. Uh, I'm actually really glad that they're at East Lake playing in the, uh, you know, Tour Championship. I'm, there's something about I'm happy that this is over. And I just want to get to the Ryder Cup now. But before we talk about that, I wanted to talk to you about what Victor Hovland did last week at the BMW. You've been covering golf for a long time. That was a pretty spectacular Sunday, especially for the next-to-last tournament of the season. Yeah, it sure was. I mean, on the back nine, he made seven birdies, no putts outside of nine feet. (laughs) 
know, he had, he had, you know, I mean, so he was dialed in. I mean, a couple, you know, one or two of them were a foot. There was another one to three or four feet. I mean, I think of the, of the seven, I mean, two of them were longer than five feet. I mean, it was just incredible uh, ball striking and, and, and iron play uh, over that nine hole stretch. And, you know, for the entire round, he was good. Um, 16 of 18 greens and, and, uh, uh, he hit 12 of 14 fairways. I mean, he, and, and, and he shot 61 with a bogey. I know. He actually kind of had a, he had a, you know, he, he kind of had a bad break, uh, uh, on, uh, I believe it was the seventh hole where, you know, his, he hit a tee shot that, that kind of went up against the lip Yeah, and he had a, he had an awkward shot, but, but I mean, you know, this is the same course. Now, granted, look, it rained on, on Thursday. They were delayed by two hours. It had rained a good bit earlier in the week on Monday, Tuesday. So yeah. it was it was soft. But I mean, three years ago, John Rahm and Dustin Johnson played off at two under. They they, they finished the at two, at two uh, you know two sixty eight two right. under par. Yeah, Hovland shot seventeen under. You know, I mean, I, I, again, the weather is an issue, but but still, that's just yeah, oh yeah, some pretty amazing golf that was being played there. Somebody uh, put on Twitter, which I thought was great. Uh, some NBA team didn't average twelve made threes uh, in a game last year, and Victor Hovland had twelve <laughs> threes. <laughs> you know, on his guard, which I thought was very funny. Um, all right, so we get. Finish with that, and Hovland wins. And now we go to East Lake, and we got the top thirty, and everything that that entails. Um, can you give us a sense of what? Uh, personally, Bob, I don't care who wins the Tour Championship. I really don't. I mean, they're all last place gets, I think, half a million dollars this week. Uh, it's a tremendous amount of money on the line. But I think most people don't really care about that at all. I think this to me, I'm just waiting for Sunday night when the Ryder Cup picks are announced by Zach Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I guess the way I look at it is, is this. Um, I, I remember the days when after the PJ Championship, which used to be the last major. Yeah. The, the tour just sort of went into this netherland of event after event with not much meaning. Right. They did have they did have a tour championship, but you qualified for it by being in the top thirty money winners at that point. You had you had very few guys playing at the end, mm-hmm. and, and you know back in the day, the old tour championship, Tiger and Phil started skipping it. I mean, it was like it just wasn't you yeah. know capturing the attention. This system, while I think it has numerous flaws, that, you know, that making it all about money, of course, I think, it, you know, is, is, is a tough one. Mm-hmm. But at least what it's done is it brings the top players together for a three-tournament stretch um, here at the end. And, and look, you know, we're getting it done before the start of football. Um, that has been a problem for golf. Yeah. I mean, why would you play some of your biggest tournaments against the start of the NFL season and college football. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to compete. I mean, it's another story, probably another topic for another time, but they do the same thing in January. It's even worse. They're going up against the biggest playoff games of the year. Yeah. They get $25, $30 million viewers and, viewers, and you're trying to play golf tournaments and capture an audience. That's not easy either. 
But, I mean, I think what they've done here is they've tried to, you know, they're, they're crowning a season-long champion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the same as winning a major. You know, it's not the same as winning a player's championship, I don't believe. Right. But it is, you know, I, I think a guy like Rory, you know, John, you know, who's won it three times, they, they view it as a feather in their cap. They mm-hmm. view it as, as a nice accomplishment. And obviously it's a huge financial reward. The winner of this thing is going to get $18 million. And, and then I think it goes down to seven after that. So there is a huge, uh, you know, difference between first and second. But as you noted, all the way down to 30th place, it's $500,000. Yeah. Even the guys who don't get here still get FedEx bonus money. They pay all the way out to 150th place, and that money is all deferred. And the rest of us would love to have that kind of money just <laughs> deferred for, for, for not even being here. No. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the way I get paid here, Bob. You know, it's pretty, pretty much <laughs> yeah. the same yeah, thing. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And that brings us back to... The Ryder Cup and a, a lot of there's been a lot of talk about who Zach Johnson, the captain, should pick, and we have six of the guys that automatically qualify, and we know who they are. There's the whole question of should Brooks be on the team if he's not qualified automatically? Uh, I have I, we all have guys that I would like to see uh, on the Ryder Cup team, but one of them is the biggest one, it seems, is what will Justin Thomas do? And we love Justin here. Uh, he's from Kentucky. We know his family. Uh, he's had a, a really, really weird kind of bad year. But yeah. they're still talking about, you know, Zach putting him on the team because of how great he is in that locker room and all those things. But uh, on your Twitter account, and if you're not following Bob, you should be people, at Bob Harrig, H-A-R-I-G, you talked about a li- just a little while ago, he's entered the Fortinet Championship, the first fall event, two weeks prior to the Ryder Cup. So it, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, you can read into that what you want. Right. I mean, I think there's there's going to be some speculation that he's doing that either to show Zach, look, I'll be ready to go if you need me. It could be that Zach told him, I'm going to pick you. I want you to play. You know, mm-hmm. it could be either of those scenarios. Or it could just be simply, look, you know, he won't, he didn't qualify for the playoffs. He wants to play. And there is some benefit to playing those fall events in, as it relates to getting in the signature events next year. Yeah. Um, the, the, the tour is keeping open the FedEx points. And, and so, like, he's 71st in points. 61, uh, 51 to 60 at the end of the RSM in November. And again, they're going to keep continuing it. The guys mm-hmm. in the top 70 can't be, can't be impacted. Right. But 71 on down, it, it can change. And so, if he can get in that top 10... That's a qualification for Pebble Beach and the Genesis, which are the signature events. Huh. Now, listen, Justin is 26 in the world. If he does anything and stays in the top 30, that's another way to get in. Right. He's also a popular guy who's likely to get sponsor invites. At the regular signature events, there's going to be four of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and also, if he wanted to, he could qualify for them by trying to play like the Sony and, and the Amex and the and, and Tory Pines. Mm-hmm. 
but um, you know, I you know, let's say let's say he wins or has a great finish at, at uh, Fortnite. You know, that puts him in a great spot to get one of those positions. But I'm, I'm more inclined to look at it as a Ryder Cup t- type thing. You yeah. know, whether he's been assured of a spot or whether he's saying to Zach, "Look, you know, if you, I'm, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to I'm going to play there." Um, you know, I, I think it's fair to, to wonder about that. Yeah. Uh, all of that is true, and it also brings up this whole thing. You know, you and I are friends, and you've gotten to know me a little bit, and you know I'm an idiot. This whole <laughs> thing about next year and the signature events and everything that, when that schedule was announced by the PGA Tour, there's still so much of it that I'm having trouble wrapping my head around. Um, there's all these different variations of what can happen. And you and I, as we get closer to that, you can teach me about that again. Cause if you say anything about <laughs> it now, I'm going to forget it anyway. So, um, do you have a feeling about who's going to win this tour championship? Is it going to be Scotty again? God, it, I'm sick of that guy. Really? I mean, how consistent is he? I'm sick of him. Let's have somebody else yeah. do something. You know, the crazy thing about him, though, is for as consistent as he's been, he hasn't won since March. I know. <laughs> I mean, he's if he just putted average, yeah, average, he would have won two, three, four times. Right. Um, you know, he's he's and, and let's be honest here. To win, you have to putt above average. He's putted below average. He's giving up like a quarter of a stroke to the field on the green yeah. every day. Yeah. So, you know, that's one shot around, okay? Well, you know, one shot last week, he lost by two. But, I mean, you know, one, one, one shot, and then if you, if you just make another putt or two that you're not supposed to, you're winning that tournament. Right, yeah. You know, and, and this has happened to him numerous times. He has like six or seven top maybe eight top fives now since he won the players without a win it's unbelievable and 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 his ball striking is off the charts he's just been statistically not putting great now he will argue that point but i mean the numbers show it yeah i mean he's number one almost every week or number two in all the strokes game categories off the tee you know approach to the green yep driving all this stuff and yet he is continually coming up a shot or two short. Now, look, he got beat by a great round the other day. He shot 66 himself, but yet he had a kind of a mind-numbing three-putt on the 17th hole, uh, which, you know, if, if he parred there, he still needs birdie on 18 to tie. Right, but uh, at but, least you know, he has he, a shot. Yeah, and yeah. now this week, he, because of the way they do this staggered strokes thing, he starts with a two-shot lead. Um, he did last, last year he had a six shot lead over Rory right. going into the final <laughs> round and Rory, Rory overhauled him and beat him. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think Scheffler has maybe a feeling of like, you know, he, he's, he's got some, uh, you know, he, he, he needs, he kind of, you know, I, I, I've got something to make up for here. I need, I need to try to get one here at the end. I think he's going to be highly motivated. Yeah, me too. Um, before I let you go. What do you think, honestly, now it's just you and me talking, Bob, so <laughs> nobody else listening, uh, about the, the way this is structured. People have varying opinions about this whole 
the leader is minus 10, and it goes all the way down to 30th, who's even par, those guys down right. at the bottom. Is it? Do you have a feeling one way or, or another? I personally hate it, but that's just yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I'd preface it by saying that the old way was really hard to fo- follow in terms of the points. Yeah. What they've done is, in, you know, you'd have come in here in the same order that they are in now, 1 to 30. Mm-hmm. But you would have carried over the points that you had. or No, they, they, they reset your points based on where you were. Right. And they made it so that the top five guys, if they won, would win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a mathematical chance for the guy in 30th to win it. Right. Based on the points they could earn. It was the, the, the actual strokes that they're giving you now is, is very similar to that. It's just easier to follow. Yeah. The oh. difference, though, is there's not a separate tournament title. I, go, I say this all the time. If this system was in place in 2018, Tiger Woods would not have won his 80th PGA Tour title. He would have finished a shot behind Justin Thomas, and he would have got no trophy. Wow. And, yeah. you know, I... Yeah. And, and then, then when you the other thing is the world golf rankings can't figure out how to do it with this staggered strokes thing, so they don't. They base their world rankings from this event on the 72-hole score. Mm-hmm. So a guy could shoot the lowest score. He gets nothing if, it's, if it doesn't mean that he wins the FedEx Cup. Obviously, he gets where he finishes in the FedEx Cup, but he doesn't get, he doesn't get credit for a victory. But he gets credit for a victory via the OWGR. Yeah, so yeah, it is. Like to your point, it's an awkward way to do it. I've been saying forever. There's a, there's a solution where you 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 play for the tour championship. Yes. Like go, go Wednesday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. At this time of year, these guys don't need three days of practice leading right. this tournament. Yeah, start the tournament on Wednesday. Play 72 holes. Crown a tour championship winner. Continue the points as you've done. Basically, the way it is now, there's really only six or eight guys that can win the FedEx Cup. Yeah. So determine like what the best, you know, where that where that demarcation line lies, and take that number of guys for for a one day thing on Sunday just for the FedEx Cup. See. You could do it however you want. You could just do a, a you could do just a shootout mm-hmm. or you know a, a, the lowest score wins. Right. Or you could still have them seated by where they are. And, 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 you know, do it that way. Right. But at least you have a regular tour championship, PGA Tour tournament title that's decided. And then this is just for the money. You know, like the guy who wins this gets credit for a tour title, even if he doesn't, you know, look, Rory did it the right way last year. He shot the lowest score overall. Right. And he won the FedEx Cup. Right. But if Scotty had won it, he wouldn't have shot the lowest 72-hole score for the week. He was like fifth. Yeah. You See, know, so it's, you know, I, I'm with you, Matthew. I mean, yeah. it's just a little contrived and it gets criticized. Right. You know, yeah. Um, and I, I just don't think they've ever really, they, they, what they're trying to do is they want to reward you for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I get that. Like, in other words, they don't want everybody to get here, you know, to look, to use one of your teams. If the Yankees win, I know they're not going to do it this year, but if they win 120 games, all that does is get them in the playoffs with home field advantage, right? Right. You still got to go out and win the games. You could lose the first in the first playoff series. They in golf, they don't want that to happen. Right. They don't right. want the guy who's on top or in the top five 
to not to be not, playing here yeah, this week. Right. Yeah, and that's why, uh, really, frankly, calling it playoffs is a bad idea. They shouldn't call it playoffs. Okay. Now, that whole thing was brilliant right there, except the part where you brought the Yankees in winning 120 <laughs> games, which maybe over maybe this year or next year, the total will be that. Uh, okay. So thanks for that, Bob. Really. Hey, you know where you know where I live, right? You know who I have my allegiances to, right? Yes, the, I do. The, 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 the you know the, the the thorn in your side raised. So, oh boy, yeah, we'll get into that another time. Uh, <laughs> and before I let you go, I'll just say I am waiting breathlessly for the day when Jay Monahan is no longer running the tour. And I think you should be running the tour. And I'm going to talk to people about it. I know you love what you do, but I think you have a higher calling. That's that's all I'm going you know, to say. You know what's crazy is I'd probably do it for a heck of a lot more less money. <laughs> you probably. And do a 100,000 times better job. You're the best, Bob. They could get me cheap. <laughs> hey, thank you, Matthew. Have a great rest of the week in Atlanta. And uh, I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Bob. Sounds great. Thank you. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. Welcome back. All right. Now, uh, it's always a great pleasure for me to speak with my pal Dave Shedlosky, Golf Digest, GolfDigest.com, contributor, one one of our very best journalists covering golf. One of the very best. And I got some things to ask him about. I, I really, I don't know how he feels about these. This is kind of weird. Well, we'll find out. We'll have that discussion. Hi, Dave Shudlowski. Uh, good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Dave. First, I want to say, I'm glad that you are able to kind of rest this week because... <laughs> When I got in touch with you to, to tell you that I want to talk for, for the show, I said, I'm not sure if you're in Atlanta. And you said you're not in Atlanta because you were in Memphis and Chicago. So you got the week off. Have you recovered yet? <laughs> I, I, I actually have. And uh, I'm enjoying watching uh, the first round of the tour championship from home. It was, <laughs> what, 97 degrees area today? Yeah. Yeah. Memphis was no bargain. Chicago was fine. Memphis was like that. And, and yes, yeah, so we're very happy to not be. That's in yeah, Atlanta. that's good because I, you know, more, almost more was made in Memphis of what Lucas Glover looked like there. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other guys, I mean, this is tough. All kidding aside, these guys that are at Eastlake in Atlanta this week too, by the second hole they're the back of their shirts are completely sweat through um and that's not easy when you got to play eight they're not digging ditches but it's not that easy well no you're gonna lose five or six pounds of you know just through sweat right and uh i realize it's water weight but you got to replace that somehow and it's draining yeah and i actually did notice there was like a contest of which player could soak his shirt through all the way including the sleeves (laughs) 
it, it, was, it was a race. It was <laughs> Scotty Scheffler and <laughs> I can't remember somebody else. But they, the, just the tip of their sleeves had not reached wow. saturation. Wow. So it was pretty funny. Uh, I mean, funny for us. We're not there. Right. Not funny to them. And think no. about the, their caddies, all of them, oh. who aren't just walking around like carrying a putter up to the green. They got the bags. I mean, those are the 50, real heroes. 50, 50 to 60 pounds. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Here, this is what I, I was talking about when at the yeah. top of this. So I do, I'm not alone in this. I hate – I hate's too strong a word because it really doesn't matter in the long run. But I hate the way the tour championship is set up. I hate that Scotty Scheffler is 10 under and so on down to even par to start. As it turns out, going into round two, it really didn't make that much of a difference because Scheffler wasn't even in the lead anymore. But... When Colin Morikawa goes out and shoots 61 in the first round and he's only a stroke ahead of Scotty Shaw, I don't like it. I don't like the whole setup. How do you feel about this? And you want to know if I concur? Yes, I do. That's a good word. <laughs> and you, and you, you may be shocked to find out that I agree 100%. I am not in favor of this format. I have never been in favor of this format. Me either. People are, people say, well, we should do match play. No, nope, I don't like that one either. I don't need that. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I've <laughs> argued since 2007 that it should be total strokes. And if you yeah. miss, if you miss one of them, you're out. And so, you know, it's supposed to be on this merit basis, but the merit basis that they're using is points. And I, I argue that in the playoffs, it's the playoff. Everyone starts at zero, and whatever they shoot after the first, you know, tournament, right. they carry over in the second, and right. then the third. So if Scotty Scheffler deserved a head start, if you will, um, or whoever, they would have earned that through their stroke play, their total strokes mm-hmm. in the first two playoff events. Right. That's my take. And I uh, see. And we're all talking about, because uh, I think most of us want Jay Monahan gone, uh, you get my vote right now to be the uh, commissioner <laughs> of the PGA Tour. Well, um, but does it, doesn't that make some sense? If yeah, it's of course playoff? it does, yes. I, That's, I, mean, it just, I, I can't believe that they, they, that they don't see how simple this is. And people say, well, you know, by the time you get to the third one, it could be a blowout. What if a guy wins the first two? Yeah, what if he wins the first two by one shot each? That means right. he only goes into the last one with a two-stroke lead. Right. It can't be that big of a deal from from the standpoint. I mean, look, Scotty Scheffler ran away with it last year until he choked in the last round. I hate right. to use that word, but, I mean, you know, Rory played great, and Scotty didn't play very well, but he had a six-shot lead yeah. going in the last day. Yep. And, and and obviously wasn't the best player that week with yeah. a six-shot lead. So, you know, okay, this year people are going to say, well, see, this worked. We have this this very tight leaderboard now. Well, but your point that Colin Morikawa is only at a Scotty Shuffler by one, 100% agree. After he shot 61, for Lord's Correct. sake. Yeah. I mean, think if, he, 
think if he went into this week, say, three or four behind whoever the leader was, and he shot 61, right. he might have a four-shot lead now, which is more deserving of the effort he put in. Right. Uh, and sure. again, the whole thing is the the operative word here is playoff. I mean, uh-huh. that, this would be like saying the Kansas City Chiefs are up 14 nothing going into the first round, you know, the, the conference championship because uh, they had the best. Re- no, it's the playoffs. You start right. at together, even. Right, right. And in the playoffs that we're talking about in golf, you can't just, you know, you can't just do what they had been doing, which was separate tournaments and yeah, then you have a separate right. winner and the whole thing right. and a separate winner. For, no, that doesn't work. Just everyone starts at zero. It's the playoffs. Right. And, and you just go by the merit that we use week after week after week. We just yeah. build it up. Yep. Uh, all right. Here's the only thing that I care about. And this is the truth. I truly, I mean, I love golf and these are the best golfers in the world. So I'll watch, but I really don't care who wins the 18 million. I, I really I, don't. And I think a lot of people have, I think a lot of people sort of have a, a passing interest in who yeah. actually wins. Right. But we're talking about a tournament this week in which, I mean, the money's not even official. They're just playing for bonus money. Right, right. And it's silly bonus money. Yeah. And why don't we like live? Because all they're doing is playing for money. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So we're kind of in the same <laughs> here. here, here. We don't care. Here's the only thing that matters to me this week is, for example, I have been saying that I want Keegan Bradley on the Ryder Cup team. I want him on that team. And so yesterday he goes out and has a great day in the first round. And that is truly all I care about is when this thing is over, good. You got your money, you got the trophy, whatever, great. I just care about the Ryder Cup team. That's what I'm interested in. Well, I think that that's a, a lot of what we all are curious yeah. about is who's going to step up. Right. And Keegan Bradley did, and Colin Morikawa did. Yep. Uh, Jordan Spieth doesn't have to do much. He's going to be on that team. Right. Uh, probably Ricky Fowler. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, those were two guys where you go, mm, I don't know. They, you know uh-huh. Keegan, even with two wins in the season, is was, was sort of a, eh. Yeah. But, yep. but I agree. He should. He should probably be on that team. He's a, he's putted much much better. Yeah, in the last couple of years. And we, we need the fire in the locker room. It's yes. the Ryder Cup uh, in Rome of all places. Um, right. So I, when when I can't now it's because I'm old. I can't remember. Is it Sunday night after the uh, tournament ends that Zach Johnson or I think I saw somewhere Tuesday he's going to announce. Tuesday. Okay. He will have an extra day to think it over, and I don't think he has a lot to think about. I really don't. I don't either. I mean, I hope Brooks is on that team. I don't he care about be. he better be. I don't care about for him. I have never had a problem with him going nope. to live. So, nope. uh, all don't the care. rest of it, I, I don't want any part of. Uh, so Tuesday, we will know. All right. Yeah, I mean, there's this ridiculous argument. Oh, you know. Bryson shot 58. Well, I don't care about him. Gooch's hot. No, no right. none of that. Right. We're, not, we're not falling for any of that. Right. Okay. The Good. PGA champion is Brooks Kepka. Yep. He missed by about $30,000 for being on that team. Right. Are yeah. you kidding me? In, in, the, in the four eligible events he had. Right. So, I mean, easy. It, it, 
Yeah, if yeah. Zach doesn't pick him, I think that's a travesty. And I think Zach's too smart and oh, uh, aware so of things to do that. Right. All right. Uh, I'm glad I got to spend a few minutes with you. I'm glad you aren't in Atlanta out in the heat because <laughs> uh, I worry about you like I do all my friends. In, that's very in kind. That heat. And uh, I'll talk to you real soon because now we're going to start to really talk about Ryder Cup and those kind of things. So thanks a million, man. It's always great to talk to you. All right. Don't be a stranger. Call I me won't. Anytime. Okay. Love you, man. See you ya. too, Dave. See you. All right. Bye-bye. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by French Lick Resort Casino. Welcome back. Uh, this is going to be a joy for me, I hope, because I never know with my buddy Brendan Sweeney of French Lick Resort. You never know what you're going to get. It's always great, but you just never know what direction he's going to go off in. But the one thing I know about him is there is no better person to talk about the incredible French Lick Resort than Brendan Sweeney. Good morning, Brendan Sweeney. Good morning, Matthew Lawrence. How the heck are you, buddy? I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. I'm doing fine. Thank you. I hope you are. Good. Happy anniversary, by the way. Well, thank you. 27 years. Uh, My lovely wife, Amy, and I celebrated this week. Yeah, and And, she uh, is the... Looking forward to another 27, which will put me, like, really old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I won't be around for that one. I can tell you that because I'll be 117 then. But I hope you. I hope you're right. Uh, you just you could be, be like the, the new Yoplait guy. <laughs> <laughs> I better start eating it now. I'm telling you. Uh, you just sent me before we started our little chat two pictures of, I can't believe it's nine years ago, uh, Backspin Golf is seven years old this year, I believe. But, of course, I've been doing our daily show here at ESPN Sports Radio for 14 years now. And for a good chunk of that, French Lick Resort has been one of our closest partners for my show, for Backspin. And nine years ago, I was up uh, at French Lick for the Legends, what's the exact title? The Legends. Well, back, back then it was the Legends Championship. Right. Uh, it was it was like the first, you know, the ladies senior event that eventually that eventually became the Senior LPGA Championship. Right. Right. Which led into the U.S. Open, the Women's Senior U.S. Open, which is going on this weekend out in Washington. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute because. Joanne Carners. Anyway, uh, you sent me two pictures, one of me interviewing you in a tent by, uh, we were somewhere, you know, like near one of the tea boxes. Yeah, right right behind the pavilion there. Right. And and another one of my dear friend Hollis Stacy. Was uh, a rock star. Rock star. Uh, and it was nine years ago, and I couldn't believe it was that long ago. Time just flies uh, everywhere. And French Lick Resort has been so amazing in terms of hosting the senior women. Uh, and they, I'm telling you, and I've said this before, if people haven't seen them play, it is astounding how great they still are. I mean, it's amazing. 
and we had a great run with the senior ladies, and we passed the torch off after uh, COVID, and the uh, the senior LPGA championship returned to Southern Jasper, Indiana, which is about a half hour uh, south. Uh, west of uh, of French Lick, and they did a great job down there. Just absolutely fabulous people. Um, and then we picked up the Epson tour, so we went from the older ladies right to the younger ladies, and we did a <laughs> six six year run with the Epson tour, and we wrapped that up uh, this year. So after about ten years of ladies professional golf, we turned the page, and I'd like to announce that uh, starting next year, we'll be the host site of the Corn Ferry Championships for the next five years. Get out of here. Years. Get out of here. Yeah, baby. Oh, that is so great. How about that? So great. And I'm telling you, yeah, those guys think they can play. Yeah. Wait till they get to to the die course up there at French Lick. Let's see how good they are. (laughs) I hope hope they give us uh, enough liberty or enough whatever to to choose the tee boxes where these guys can play. If If they choose to play the die course at... 7,100 yards, they'll shoot 600, no right, problem. Right. If we stretch it back to 76, 77, Hello. 78, yeah. 8102, <laughs> can you imagine that thing at 8102? The, the record's 100. Uh, uh, and then you get a you get a gust of breeze up there. You're at the second highest point in the state of Indiana. Pete Dye always said, you know, he goes, we get, we get the damn wind from Kansas. The first thing that stops us right here. And, and if there's any wind, when we had the Senior PGA Championship in 2015, the first day, there were 43 guys that shot 80-plus. It was huh. awesome. You were there. <laughs> I was there for that. Yeah. I remember that. It was incredible. That golf course, people listening, if you haven't been to French Lick and played uh, either the Pete Dye or the Donald Ross course, which is walking distance from the hotel, it's just an, the whole place is unbelievable. Um, what do we have coming up? there now we got stuff going on now well we're <laughs> we had a we had a busy season every year we always judge and we always look at our numbers yeah what, what we do and what we're going to strive for for next year and every year it's been you know 10 to 15 20 percent growth rate in golf so what we're what we're doing is we're starting to package up our deals instead of having like daily fee stuff what we're trying to do is get ridden nights associated with with rounds of golf Right, and as of this week, um, we released our 2024 packages. So if you go to FrenchLick.com, uh, book them now, book them early, because if you want to play the you know the the Pete Dye course, we offer a free round of golf afterwards. So if you want to play 36, the only thing you have to do is pay pay for your caddy after. Right, but it's based upon availability. So if you book at you know a, a, a eight o'clock tea time. And then you want to do a replay like at one after lunch. Um, if that slot's taken, then you're, then you're, you're, you're no good. So, right. Yeah. Book now. It, 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 we got great packages. And it's a, it's a total golf experience. And granted, the Pete Dye golf course isn't for everybody. Right. But now, but now we have, you know, the Ross course. Mm-hmm. We, we have a 1907 uh, Tom Bendelow Valley golf course. Yes. Uh, which is 3,600 yards. We knocked the front nine out to put the casino on. Oh, yeah. We have a casino, too. <laughs> and then. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> that's, the, that's the dog that wags the tail. Yeah. Wrong here. Yeah. But uh, on the flip side, here's another big announcement for you. Ready? So we oh got boy. the Corn Ferry Tour coming for five years. Oh, boy. Next year. So I'm not sure if you know where, you know, when you're going up to the die course and you have the driving range 
uh, at the valley course on your left hand side there. Yeah. Yep. We're putting in a, we're putting in a short course, nine hole short course. Each each hole is going to be between eighty and one hundred and ten yards, oh. and it's going to be similar to the cradle or similar to Sand Valley. Oh or yeah. Similar to, to the new one they have at at, at Streamsong. And we're doing it internally. We have the plans drawn up already. And we have three amazing uh, superintendents that are just chomping at the bit just to tear this land up. (laughs) So we got the front loader ready, and it will be ready next year uh, by the launch of – by by the time the the PGA Championship. Oh, yeah, the PGA Championship's coming to Valhalla. And next year we're celebrating our 100-year anniversary of Walter Hagen's victory of the PGA Championship at the Donald Ross course at French Lake. All right, my so, head my head is spinning now. Oh, dude, from I, I all can this. imagine that. It's like that. Ah, Matthew's head spinning. It cool. is. Uh, <laughs> and my brother Mitchie, who you Mitchie. know, who's the big hickory guy. Uh, oh yeah, man. And as a matter of fact, we told we were talking yesterday, and this is hard to believe. I haven't seen my brother in a long time for various reasons, <clears throat> and he lives in Myrtle Beach. The last time I saw him was when we came up to French Lick together and played hickories at the Donald Ross course. Uh, and, well, we used regular clubs for the die because, I mean, that's a joke. But um, those golf courses you mentioned, the, the short courses, he just played uh, the cradle and sand. He, he went berserk. He lost his mind. Over those courses, and to be I love to be real, every golfer should play short courses as much as you can to improve that part of your game, the scoring part of your game. I mean, it's just that. What a great idea! Mitchell's going to yeah. move into the hotel. I have a feeling <laughs> we could arrange that. All right, it's not cheap, but we could have it happen. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. I want I want some of that Matlock residual money that you guys have. Yeah, 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 both of us. <laughs> I just got one, 12 cents. I'll send there it to you, you and you could you, you could go. have it. Uh, <laughs> I want to I, I talk for a minute. Uh, you mentioned something about the history. This yes, These hotels, I just saw, I went on, on your website, French Lick Resort. So French Lick Springs, 1845? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, originally built 1845. It was a trading post, um, and then burnt down 1895. And then the the West Baden Springs Hotel originally had a hotel in there as well, and that burnt down as well. So there was a firestorm that hit the valley. So 1901, uh, when they're building this, they had over 750 workers in the valley rebuilding these two spectacular hotels. <laughs> Here's a fun fact for you. So um, the Negro League Baseball League, yeah, was originally formed. Between the two hotels, the West Baden Springs Hotel had the Sprudels, and the French Lick Hotel had the Plutos, and the, the workers played against each other. The, uh, like a handful of guys left and started the Indianapolis ABCs, which wow. led to the, to the formation of the Negro Baseball League. So wow. uh, we've had a lot of history with baseball. We've had a lot of history with gambling. We had a lot of history with politicians. And it, it's just amazing. And now with the addition of the third hotel, the Valley, Valley Tower, which is uh, attached to the uh, casino. Yeah, we have over 802 rooms at the at the property. So, uh, and you match match that up with 180,000 square feet of meeting space. 
there's no reason if you're a corporation to go outside of our little footprint right there and to captive audience at a at a at affordable price. So, it is it's truly one of the most amazing resort properties anywhere, and I mean anywhere. Um, well, thank you. And I got to get up there real quick. And by the way, you mentioned all those things. Don't forget mobsters. Don't forget Capone and the train that went. That that was one of my favorite things the first time I went to the resort was, wait, oh, what? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, the, the, the property was founded on the Springs water. So the, the, the sulfur and the, and the water that came up were used for municipal purposes. It basically just gave you the runs. <laughs> and uh, cleared people out, but they bottled it. It was the first like place to really bottle water. And right across the street from the hotel still is the Pluto uh, Water Company. But there were nine trains a day that came through town. So you had 13 casinos. You had a bottling plant. You had Al Capone you know, in the stills. And it was like a distrib- distribution. And the Kennedys were hanging out down there. Oh, man. So you got Joe Kennedy, you got Al Capone, you got oh, yeah. FDR 1931 declares his candidacy for presidency there. Oh, it's this crazy. Is, this Lena is a- Horn, Truman was hanging out there in, in, in there in World War II, going up to the Crane uh, Munition Facility, which is about a half hour north of there. They were making precision uh, percussion uh, fuses. Wow. And it pretty much ended World War II. Uh, it, it was crazy. There's so much history down there. And then with the renovation of the property, it, it's everything. The greatest. Me, so. All right. Just the greatest. Well, thank you for spending a few minutes with me, as always. And uh, I will meet you up there real soon. And I mean hey, real soon. Why don't you circle the calendar for uh, August 1st and 2nd? It's a Sunday, Monday. You mean next year? No, like in next month. August 1st and 2nd? No, August. October, October. <laughs> okay. I was going to say. <laughs> my, you, my biological uh, clock is ticking, man. <laughs> boy, is it. <laughs> All right. I can come up then. Yeah, I got uh, some guys coming up. Be a blast. Cool. Thanks, and man. And we can tie it in with the Corn Ferry Championship that's, ha- that's happening down at uh, Victoria National down at Evansville. Okay. And then we take it from there. And, uh, hey, just a quick shout-out. Um, this weekend, we got the uh, the East Lake going on, the championship down at East Lake. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Bradley, our uh, our professional teaching pro down at the Valley, uh-huh. has, been, has been coaching up Adam Shank. Uh, Adam Shank. Oh, he's know, doing a pretty good job with Adam. He, yeah, so we have a great facility. We have a great getaway package for the academy. You could come meet uh, 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 Anthony and uh, uh, Lori at Setties. Uh, she's our lady pro. She was on the big break. She's she's coaching down there as well. So we have a hell of an academy working, too. Amazing. Everything about that place is amazing, including you. Well, thank you. Thanks, You're not pal. so bad yourself there, big fella. <laughs> okay, easy. I'll talk easy. to you soon. See ya. Thanks. See you, Maddie. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Awesome. Awesome. Bob Harrick, Dave Shidlosky, Brendan Sweeney. I love that show. I love all my shows. And I love all my partners. Commonwealth Credit Union. Of course, French Lick Resort, as we just heard from Brendan. Critter Control, Truly Nolan. Gearheads of Nicholasville, Georgetown Advantage Air. Lexington Parks and Rec and Maple Leaf Roofing Systems, Wowing Central Kentucky, one roof at a time. All right. Uh, Have fun watching the uh, final round of the tour championship. I may watch it. I may probably won't because I don't care. I just care about the Ryder Cup. Have a great rest of your day. 
and a great week. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 8.03, right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Lexington Parks and Recreation.